0: Championship team welcome back to a special bradfo
1: show that's right i'm joined by gordo here it's late night 11 11 as we record this gordo make a wish what's your wish my wish
2: is for breaking news oh.
1: brand new sound alert for the uh for the show um alex beer reported along with i also want to make sure i get his name right because this is i believe he's like an actual editor for the boston globe because this is a giant story but mike silverman uh he does more of kind of the economics of sports and everything for the boston globe the two of them great minds he does great work oh incredible they do like very he does very interesting like like deep dives and everything but that's not the important thing
2: the What's important? News,
1: we, we got the breaking, breaking news. news. The Brez boys, the Brez Bros. Are we doing Brez boys or Brez Bros?
2: I think we have to let it marinate a little bit and okay, see we gotta where figure people it out. go. It's got to be organic. People are gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna work itself out. Like we'll know.
1: Yeah, we'll know. I mean, and, and the thing is, is, if you're listening to this at this point, you likely know Craig Breslow is your new CBO. do we they have the it. official title
2: now? Yes, it is. I, I ran baseball out of time officer. reading
1: through the Boston Globe article, so I, I only got to get think, it so far. I think Chris Cotillo was the one who reported that he will have the same title as Heimbloom did. OK, so CBO, we have Craig Breslow heading the baseball operations side for the Boston Red Sox. That's as of October 24th at about 930. That news broke again from Alex Bier and Silverman and. Uh, I think it's what everyone kind of expected within the last week. Things had kind of really boiled down to the point where the the talent pool was dried up. Everyone had heard that either people wanted to hang out with their families a little bit more weird and Mm. instead didn't want to take this job. Craig Breslow was the last name kind of standing unless you thought Gabe Kapler was actually going to be in on the mix, which that was a weird, that's going to be a fever dream when we look back on it. Uh, but I'm happy with it. I, I really am happy with it. The way that things broke down and the more information we got on Craig Breslow. And I'll be honest, like when i bloom was fired, I didn't even really think Craig Breslow was someone to even think about. We did our 2013 recap, I think two weeks ago. And we talked about, like, we touched on Craig Breslow real quickly. Yeah, and I'm you're not right, sure if, we did. I'm not sure if that was Rob doing a little, uh, I know things, and I just want to point out how great this guy was at pitching. I think it was a little bit of that. I'm going to give him credit on that because that's that's how great Bradfoe is. Uh, so it's interesting to see that this ends up being where the team is, the, not really where the team wants to go, but it's who they want taking the team where they want to go, which is an inevitable fifth world series in the
2: 21st century gordo what are your thoughts dude this was an interesting process because i think it's hard to be upset with where the process took you which is craig breslow running the red Sox. i don't think there's like there's going to be people inevitably who say that they're underwhelmed with the hire and like i respect that this is a guy who has never been a number one. He's never been a number two. I'm pretty sure he was a number four in command in Chicago, but this is a guy who's done great things. He has been tagged as one of the smartest guys in baseball, if not the smartest guy in baseball at different points throughout his career, both as a player and as an executive. And he was personally recommended by the guy I think most people wanted to be the president of baseball operations or chief, chief baseball officer, Theo Epstein, which... That that's was a, a fun twenty four
1: hours. That was a fun twenty-four hours where we we're all thinking that there might be a possibility Dio yeah. comes back. I don't know if you everyone know what, thought Luke? that way, but I what's the, next get best the second thing? best guy? I there it is. It's, I like, I don't want to say that the he's the second best, but he's someone that is of that hive mind of you know, baseball analytics are important, they are what you need, but even Theo Epstein has talked about there is a point where you need to have a gut feel of the game. And Theo has come out in the past and said, yeah, like analytics really do. Like they help a team build the perfect championship caliber team. However, there is a loss of feel. You look at the Dodgers, you know, what they do with pitching from time to time. uh, What happened with the snakes and what was it? game five, uh they yanked their pitcher a little too early after 63 i think was his limit going through the third time in the order and we had that discussion about the third time through the order um but i think there is a there's a healthy mix of this guy knows baseball because he was he's been in it he won for a world a long series career. Long career. yes he's been a guy where at the end of his career he realized how he's a lot like rich hill he realizes how important it is to finally tune your body look for different ways to be efficient with your pitching and pitch how to grips, teach and educate angles, that yes and you like look that. at the way that, like last offseason a ton of guys were hired from driveline which if you're not aware of what driveline is it's basically a baseball academy out in the pacific northwest where all they do is they hook up those little tennis balls that you see they put on you know video game athletes when they're trying to build new video games and they're looking at every single part of your pitch mechanic to figure out magic yeah it's magic it, it's basically magic. what it is yeah like i can't understand it but it they print out numbers. Guys go in, ones and then and they zeros, come out. Binary code. Men. Yeah. I mean, Million Dollar Man, right? Like, that's yeah. that's an old TV show that maybe an older audience understands. I kind of understand that reference. I don't. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I kind of want to get into the Alex Spear article real quick, and I'm not sure if you had any – did you have any nuggets that you want to
2: pull out of that? Because I've got a, uh, I've got two. I, I forget. I want to bring up this point. I forget if it was Alex – I a few people have made it, and maybe Alex Spear was one of them. I know Rob made it. Uh, Comparing Craig Breslow to Chris Young of the Texas Rangers as sort of an up-and-coming mind Uh, Chris Young for those of you don't know he's the uh, president of baseball operations for the Rangers and He was under John Daniels for a couple of years Learning on the job, you know pretty fresh into the industry at least as an executive executive Pitcher for several years tall as a mountain Uh, but he's the president of baseball operations with pretty limited experience in the front office but here he is last night he sent or two nights ago if you're listening on the day of this of this release now he's sending his team to the world series he built a world series team because as you said Coop this is a guy who understands the importance of analytics the un, the importance of development working through the farm how important the pipeline is but you saw him go out there spend a ton of money On guys like Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, Jacob DeGrom, Nathan Evaldi, Andrew Heaney, John Gray, like the list goes on. But then at the trade deadline, you see him acquire guys like Jordan Montgomery, Aroldis Chapman. Moves that his team needed to make, he thought, to get over the top. And it looks like he was right. And this is the guy who Craig Breslow, you know, whether you want to say it's fair or unfair, this is the guy who he's being compared to. And that's a good thing if you're a Red Sox fan. He doesn't have the experience of a number two that Chris Young had when he got that promotion to the president of baseball operations role. But if he's being compared to Chris Young, both in terms of you know being incredibly smart baseball people, having that playing experience, and knowing that they have that future in an executive role, you can only see that in a positive light. I'm I'm very
1: excited about it, but I'm also like it's it's a cautious optimistic. I feel like. I agree because you're essentially you're, you're getting the exact same thing as Bloom. I know everyone's kind of joking and kidding about that, where it's like Bloom was fired just to bring in another Bloom, And that's sort of true. But I think what everyone collectively has gotten to the point of, and we, I think we discussed this ad nauseum is that Bloom wasn't the guy to pull the trigger at the end of the day. He, he like, I think that's why the Red Sox wanted to move on from him. So yeah, like the Red Sox are gonna hire the exact same guy because I'm sure they did not want to part ways with Heim Bloom in the middle of what is a rebuild. I mean, it's not the very middle, but it's hopefully, hopefully know, the like end. Third quart-
2: third quartile. Hopefully the end. Are we the third quartile right now? I hope we're later than that because if this <laughs> if this team spends the money this offseason and it makes the trades, like there's no reason that they can't be competitive. Look at look at teams like the like the Rangers were like a 90 plus lost team last year. The Diamondbacks weren't any good last year, but here they are. Like it there's potential. Doesn't I mean, take much. And I think that's the thing is,
1: are they gonna come out of the gate? Is Craig Breslow going to come out of the gate firing and just trying to make deals happen? Is that the best thing is, I mean, like it's not a great free agency like season. So there's not too much he can work with. There are guys, you know. There's pitchers. There's pictures, especially overseas. Pitchers. Oh, oh, overseas. Don't overseas. Don't talk to me like that, Coop. Yeah, I'm gonna talk dirty to you on the uh,
2: <laughs> the Dirty Craig Day. Uh, we have a new Dirty Craig. Ooh,
0: oh my
1: god! Wow,
2: that might be a thing. If wow, I didn't even think about that. If he
1: starts making some uh some nasty moves, we might Dude, have yeah, some we Dirty could have, Craig.
2: You're right. He has to earn it. He has to earn it. But doesn't part of you think he knows who he's replacing? He knows why the guy he's replacing got fired it wasn't about the quote-unquote last place finishes and i say that because the red sox were not they, they yes they were in last place but they were more like a 500 just 500 it was a competitive team. last place like they yeah. until until probably mid august they were
1: in it they were a playoff team so,
2: yeah, so it was not about
1: wild, wild card team
2: yeah it's but it's not about like the end result they they got rid of him i think because they didn't trust him, as you said, to make the big moves. Do they believe that he was the guy to pull the trigger on the moves to take the Red Sox from building to, all right, like we're in title contention. They, they didn't think he was the guy. Breslow is coming in knowing that that is why the guy before him got fired. So I think there's reason for optimism as a Red Sox fan to believe that he's going to come in here and try to prove that, yes, he might have some of those qualities that, that were strengths of Heim Bloom's, you know, the pipeline, you know, hopefully developing pitching stuff like that. But he's going to try to prove that he can lead this team in the ways that ownership and Sam Kennedy and potentially other members of the front office didn't believe Heim Bloom could do. That's going to be an important part of this offseason. And honestly, like regardless of if it was Heim Bloom or anyone else who could get hired, that was going to be an important part of this offseason. So I'm hoping that that was a big selling point for Craig Breslow and how he was able to get this job.
1: Uh i think maybe maybe not top five but i'll say top 10 uh important reason why he got hired Uh a little nugget that i pulled from alex beer and uh in the uh why am i blanking on his name every single time i feel like the worst person in the world um line line Are you talking line? about silverman silverman god i wanted to why i was like why did you say is kellerman yeah, silverman uh, I mean, like it's Max 11, cut. it's 1130 at night and I'm trying to figure out. Oh, my God. Dimebacks one. Chris, Chris Russo has to retire.
2: Oh, Chris Russo is done. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, Coop, are we going to are we going to host high heat now? Let me yeah, hear your best not? Chris Russo. I Let feel like we best. need
1: to start a new podcast. I don't know if you've been wanting to start a new podcast anytime soon. I like I've been really I've about wanting about to start one.
2: I've thought about, really? about it. not that it's I a, want to part on, ways
1: with Brad but it might be fun. I don't think No, we'd we leave love we love Brad No. But we that's, that's not important. That's not the important news right now. Um wow, the D-backs doing the impossible. I know everyone's going to hate on the Rangers D-backs uh World Series matchup, be. but I think that's going to be insane. Like I think this has it's been an be. incredible playoffs.
2: The the championship series saved it because the, yes. the other the other series were kind of duds, but the championship series saved it. Like 2-7 game series with tons of exciting moments. Like Adolis Garcia made the postseason by himself. Adolis Garcia yeah. on uh, Chris Young's did team. He, did Chris he Young, get guy, uh, compared
1: to Craig Breslow? Who, who did get the AL Championship uh, MVP? I missed that. Adolis. Okay. then Thank God. Yeah. I mean, he, he deserved, deserved it. it. Put that we'll team on his Five bag. homers in four games. Jeez. I mean, absolutely almost started a day, civil war in the state of Texas. That would have been fun. But uh, yeah. Yeah. But all right so back to back to my little nugget after congrats to the states yeah, from Silverman um, let's let's hear it so Breslow a Connecticut native who graduated from Yale with a degree in molecular biology was long heralded as the brightest player in the game Yes He is he too smart I don't think I know there's, that, a, there's I know such that we, thing I know that we we just had this whole conversation where he's like the healthy mix of like baseball player And like in on like the future of the game with analytics. But I mean, a molecular biologist, I
3: I feel like he should be doing better things. Like I'm happy that he's with the
1: Red Sox, but could he be like, could he be, I don't know, solving cancer right now?
2: Is he wasting his
1: brain power on us schmucks?
2: Maybe so, but we don't know what he does in his free time. I appreciate it. Yeah. He lives in Newton, uh, so it, we're like the Boston's like the medical capital of the world. So he could be doing things on the side.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take that much. Um, another thing I wanted to pull out because I think this is in, this is a bit of like an important part and do, a little do bit it. of perspective from the Boston Globe article. If you're not able to read it uh, again from Alex Spear after his playing career, Breslow immediately jumped into front office work, commencing a rapid rise as an executive. The Cubs hired him as their director of strategic initiatives in 2019. That's a made-up term, if I've ever heard one.
2: I feel Task like every, every baseball yeah, front office role feels like they—they all have these random titles, and it's more so just like—not saying that these guys don't deserve jobs, but I feel like they get
1: hired. Oh, they do, and they're just they're, kind of they're like incredibly, we
2: technically have to give you a contract.
1: Um, this is your job, just because we really want you hired, and you're just—you're a consultant, but we got to build something out of this for you.
2: Like they're uh, all incredibly smart and incredibly deserving of their jobs and like do really important things. But there's only so many words that you can yeah. like use to give titles in baseball, but go on, give your nugget
1: chief assistant to the baseball officer on Tuesdays. That's I'll take that one. Uh, yeah, the Cubs hired him as job. their director of strategic initiatives in 2019, tasking with the in tasking him with incorporating data-based evaluation and development into every aspect of their operation. He was promoted in 2020 to become director of pitching and special assistant and special assistant to president of baseball operations, Theo Epstein and GM Jed Hoyer, then received another bump to assistant GM in 2021 after Theo Epstein left. I mean, we, we talked about it at the beginning of the pod. It that, the dude has risen through the ranks in a historic franchise. Like, say what you want about the Rickets. I think they're not the best owners in sports, let alone baseball. And that is with the presence of mind that there is a certain athletics owner out there that just got mocked by a player that retired. Uh, he is a dork, in fact. Um, but I mean, what you're able to do in a Chicago market is impressive. Like, it's not the Boston market where you're having constant criticism and negativity but you are under a microscope there. Like that is a large market and you do have to compete. And even though the Cubs haven't gone into every year as the outright favorite in the NL Central, which is already a dumpster fire of the division, they always seem to be sneaking up as competitors every season. And that's because of the development that they have at the AA level, at the AAA level, and their evaluation of talent at those levels around the league. So that's what like I am so thrilled about that yeah with that and another
2: thing another thing you should be thrilled about Coop. i i wish i could give i want to say that this came out of the athletic and it might be from patrick mooney but i can't say for sure but breslow arrived when breslow arrived with the cubs their pitching development program was in shambles they would draft guys and the goal is let's increase these guys velocity improve their stuff and get them ready to be big league pitchers but guys, stuff was diminishing. Velocity was either staying, sta- staying stagnant or, in some cases, declining. Breslow got there, changed the game. Their, their pitching development program has turned into one of the better programs in the sport. Guys are improving their stuff. Velocity is increasing. A guy like Justin Steele, who just a few years ago was not necessarily a super highly regarded pitcher, is now in the cy young conversation in the national league and it's expected to remain in that conversation for the foreseeable future in part because of the practices that craig breslow has preached and the the program that he's developed and the guys that he's put in place to help these players succeed so we've seen we talked about it on this show and we we talked about it in the in the dave bush perspective kind of like how does how the pitching coach works with players But pitching, it's like an an organization-wide practice, and these guys start when they get drafted. They start in the organization's program, and they they build their way up to become big league pitchers. And with the Red Sox, it's been lacking. So I think you have to have hope that the goal is that he's going to turn the Red Sox pitching program into something similar to what the Cubs pitching program has been. And I remember when Rob asked me, on this very show, the day Bloom got fired, who I thought would be a good replacement, I said Brandon Gomes because of what the Dodgers have been able to do with their pitching program. Craig Breslow has done very similar things with the Cubs pitching program. You know, there's going to be questions oh, that, that, that need to be answered. This. It, and it should. Like, obviously, the questions are with lack of experience in a top front office role. Like, he's jumping into this. But one thing that you will know is that he's going to set this pitching program up for success. And I think if you've watched the Red Sox over the last few years, like that needed to be priority number one. And uh, I'm yeah, glad they just, got something like that done. Just a bit. Just a bit. Only needs to be
1: prioritized a little bit. So I want to wrap this up. We've said what we what we can say. Everything we've we've exhausted ourselves about uh our baby boy, Craig, uh, even though he's 43
2: years old. I mean, still a baby boy. Still a baby boy That's in the young. GM world. That's how so, you see guys pitching. Like Justin Verlander, what is he, 41? I,
1: Mr. Hill. Mr. Tick
2: Mountain himself. Oh, yeah. What am I talking about? Rich Hill. Jeez. <laughs> he's still yeah, Rich Hill should be right re- How old is Rich Hill? Is he like 45? 44 or 45? Did the he question turn Is he older or younger? He's 43. So we're going to have to, you know, after we hop off, figure out if he's older or younger than the uh, new chief baseball officer of the Boston By Red how many Sox. days? Hold on. Let's yeah. do this. Ready? All right. I'll you give have, you Rich Hill's you birthday. You have Rich Hill in up. front of you? Actually, I don't have his birthday. Hold on. Let me uh, pull up his reference. I'm going to baseball reference on Mr. Craig. All right. Rich Hill was born on March 11th, 1980. He is 43 years old in 227 days.
1: August 8th. Shout out my August babies, 1980. All right. So he's 77
2: days. Rich Rich Hill is older than the new man running the Boston Red Sox.
1: By how many days? What what was his 43?
2: 227
1: for Rich Hill. 227. Okay.
2: Okay. Like almost 200 days. I'm not going to sit here and say I can do math. It's uh
1: 250.
2: 250 for you. You want to know what's funny coop. We're talking about Rich what's Hill funny? being older than that we're talking about Rich Hill being older than Craig Breslow. Heim Bloom is a solid 3 years younger than Rich Hill. <laughs> if we got older jeez high only 40 Heim bloom was hired for this job in his 30s i feel like tough to command respect when things aren't going your way with
1: players like when when that's good like when it's happening like that like i would look at mike mcdaniel as are you saying being young the, yeah like i feel like there's like an instance of like bias because of your age and if well, things think aren't going to go your way, like everyone's just going to be like, right, he doesn't know anything. He's been in this game for barely a cup of coffee. Me, I've been watching the Sox since the 1960s. I watch Kaya Scramsky. I watch Cotton Fist. I know ball. I know ball. I don't know if Craig and his little numbers down in New Haven with his Molecular whatever. Molecular biology and Latin Molec- classics. Molecular, molecular woke science. I don't know. All I know is
2: I know ball better than this youngster. All right? It's just weird because, like, there have been, like, plenty of, like, massive success stories of young – like, Theo Epstein was in his 20s running the Sox. Like, John Daniels in his 20s running the Rangers. But could you imagine – like, pretend you're in high school and imagine that the guy who's making the decisions on which guys are, like – on JV versus varsity and he's like a fifth grader and you're like a junior in high school and some little twerp is like telling you, you got to go to JV. <laughs> I honestly, th- there were some coaches that women
1: Hansen at points where I was kind of like, Oh, you were, you might've been on the sauce and making decisions. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I know. He, maybe, yeah. a, maybe a five-year-old would, maybe a T-ball player would be like better than that. Um, but yeah, I mean like, that's the thing is like, is if, s hits the fan you're gonna be looking around and trying to point fingers and you're obviously gonna go to the easiest thing um but with that i kind of want to go to the naysayers as i was just doing there please do Um, please do so i do we want to start with the positive or the negative i feel like it's easier to end with the negative or the positive so we'll go we'll go negative negative first yeah go negative right go negative
2: let's talk
1: yeah if it bleeds it leads Uh, So on the Bradfo Show Twitter, Bradfo underscore show, go ahead and follow. Um, That's both on Twitter and Instagram as well. But on Twitter, we put out, Red Sox fans, what's one word to describe how you are feeling about the Craig Breslow era? Comment below. Um, First comment that I have here. Let's
2: see.
1: They will finish in last place two of the next three years. That's not...
2: That's that not is one not one word. word. Well, did he, did he uh, write him, it in one I, word? Were the spaces included? I,
1: I did ask him to clean it up and you know give us one word. So he just said disappointment. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's any basis behind that. I mean, would you say there's a basis? This would be. I mean, we have should have been Romero and Breslow partnership. I don't hate that. Uh, well, cool, say no to on. Byroclaw. I don't really understand that go back Uh, to the disappointment thing okay we're we're
2: walking it back go back to the disappointment because i i do think that if you're upset right now with the red sox it shouldn't be about the end result it shouldn't be about craig breslow it shouldn't be about the final destination it should be about how they got there because i understand if people are a little bit pause or giving themselves pause because craig breslow appears to have been picked over like just dad levine and eddie romero because everyone else that was qualified seemed to pull their name out and i guess neil huntington was in there too and that's exactly
1: what scott Carruthers said e Carruthers jr on twitter he said and this was a creative one this was probably my favorite negative one uh all one word this is the best they could come up with that's that's a lot of letters i don't know if Websters would accept that as their new word. That's a word. It's in. It's in there. okay. Doctor Seuss. It's in there. But like, no, it's in there. He's not technically wrong, because I think a lot. Even myself, I was, I was wanting Kim Ng. I really wanted Kim Ng, just because I think, like, I think she's proven. I think she deserves that type of role. Maybe you know, GM. Even though she shot it down, still, who knows? There could have still been talks. Um, but I do think, and that is part of the deal there still needs to be a GM somewhere. I just think like it, it did hurt and it did sour what I think Craig Breslow has going in. Like he, he is under the gun of not just ownership, like we talked about, but of the fan base to actually deliver. And I think even more so now because he's now seen as like the runt to the litter.
2: Yeah. Well, think about it, Coop. How much better would you feel about this hire if they, if the Red Sox had said, you know, James Click, we like you, but eh, Kim Ang, we like you, but eh, Brandon Gomes, we like you, Sam Fold, we like you, but Craig Breslow, this is the guy that we see as the future of baseball in an executive role. You'd, We'd feel great if all of these people came in from interviews from around the country and that was the guy that they said is the guy. But right now, it sort of feels like, yeah, he was the best of the people that interviewed, but is he better than the people that they wanted to interview that's where we're gonna have to wait and see
3: oh
1: I do we start hearing stories trickle out you think in the next couple days about the whole interview process I think yes I think 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 the fact I think the fact that everything has been so transparent and not through the Red Sox there's been details leaking out through these hires like directly I think that's gonna be showing that there's a little dirty laundry at the end of all this I'm hoping not I mean I I just want to feel good about going into next season I'm sure a lot of other fans want to feel that way about this team. But I mean, it's an exciting time. I mean, we you go through the comments of what was said here. I mean, we had Sammy, even though he's not joining us, he said lent." I love that. Ha! Uh, Sammy making people impact, being optimistic. Yeah, of course he is. You can all Sammy's these the boys best. do. Uh, but like for the most part, I think a lot of people are interested in what's going to happen. They're not ready to just jump on board. Maybe maybe that's a little bit of PTSD from what's happened over the last four years. But I think the overall, I think the overall temperature of Red Sox Nation is they're interested to see
2: what happens. They're happy. cautious optimism. That's exactly. Cautious like. We started the
1: podcast with that. We end with the podcast. That's called C- cyclical nature. Cyclical nature. I don't know.
2: It's, it's that late. sounds like something school related. I don't know. I would just I watch know. baseball. Yeah, a
1: yeah. hey, baseball.
2: A <laughs> hey. baseball. Baseball, man. Baseball. Let me give one final thought here. Give it to me. I feel like the Craig Breslow era. It's it's hilariously going to be defined by ownership. Yeah, that's that's how the Heim Bloom era has been defined. Like people love to to point the finger at Heim Bloom and blame him for a lot of what didn't go right when in reality, it was just ownership changed their point of view on how much needs to be spent to put a productive or put a good product on the field. If the firing of Heim Bloom and hiring of someone new, Craig Breslow signifies them internally realizing that to win in Boston, we need to spend money and we need to create fireworks to keep this fan base engaged and get this team where it needs to go. People will love the Craig Breslow era. If the Craig Breslow era consists of more, you know, dragging our feet financially, you know, may, like we extended Devers, so we don't need to, you know, sign any other 10 plus year deals for a little while. We can't do that. If, it, if, it, if it's more of that, people are going to hate on Craig Breslow just like they hated on Haim. So yeah, my, my, my final thought here is the Craig Breslow era will be defined by Red Sox ownership just like every single era Every single previous era in the ownership's era has been defined by them as well. So let's get the pocketbooks out, baby. Let's spend let's some get, cash.
1: Let's start writing some checks, God damn it. Whew. Money.
3: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.